0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is April 10th. Today and tomorrow, you guys, we're going to talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and why it's so important and significant to you and I. We all come from various walks of life. None of us are the same. None of us go through the same experiences. But the one universal thing that we all have in common is that we will all eventually pass away. As a kid, we would visit my grandparents and my grandpa had these plaques around his office. And one of the plaques said, don't take life too seriously. Nobody gets out of it alive anyway. That is the one thing that we all have in common. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most important and the most reassuring doctrine of Christianity. I'd like to start today by sharing a clip of President Monson's talk in April 2007, called I Know That My Redeemer Lives.
1: My brothers and sisters, we laugh, we cry, we work, we play, we love, we live, and then we die. Death is our universal heritage. All must pass its portals. Death claims the aged, the weary, and worn. It visits the youth in the bloom of hope and the glory of expectation. Nor are little children kept beyond its grasp. In the words of the Apostle Paul, it is appointed unto man once to die, and dead we would remain. But for one man and his mission, even Jesus of Nazareth, born in a stable, cradled in a manger, His birth fulfilled the inspired pronouncements of many prophets. He was taught from on high. He provided the life, the light, and the way. Multitudes followed him. Children adored him. The haughty rejected him. He spoke in parables. He taught by example. He lived a perfect life. He was ridiculed, reviled, mocked, jeered, and nailed to a cross, amidst shouts of, Let Christ the King of Israel descend now from the cross, that we may see and believe. He saved others. Himself He cannot save. His response, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Into Thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, He gave up the ghost. His body was placed by loving hands in a sepulcher hewn of stone. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, along with others, came to the sepulcher. To their astonishment, the body of their Lord was gone. Luke records that two men in shining garments stood by them and said, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. The empty tomb that first Easter morning brought comforting assurance and affirmative answer to Job's question, If a man dies, shall he live again? To all who have lost loved ones, we would turn Job's question to an answer, If a man die, he shall live again. We know, for we have the light of revealed truth. Through tears and trials, through fears and sorrows, through the heartache and loneliness of losing loved ones, there is assurance that life is everlasting. Our Lord and Savior is the living witness that such is so. With all my heart and the fervency of my soul, I live up my voice and lift it up in testimony as a special witness and declare that God does live. Jesus is His Son, the only begotten of the Father in the flesh. He is our Redeemer. He is our mediator with the Father. He it was who died on the cross to atone for our sins. He became the first fruits of the resurrection because He died all. Shall live again. Oh, sweet the joy this sentence gives. I know that my Redeemer lives. May the whole world know it and live by that knowledge. I humbly pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. Amen.
0: I love that talk so much. I remember listening to that talk for the first time and just feeling so overwhelmed with the peace of the resurrection and the power of everything that my Savior did for me. Joseph Smith taught, The fundamental principles of our religion are the testimony of the apostles and prophets concerning Jesus Christ, that he died, was buried, and rose again the third day and ascended into heaven. And all other things which pertain to our religion are only appendages to it. That's a pretty amazing statement if you think about it. All the different principles and doctrines of the gospel, whether it be the the covenants or the ordinances in the temple, the idea of eternal families, all those saving doctrines are just appendages to the doctrine that Christ died, was buried, and rose again the third day this doctrine of the resurrection is fundamental to all other beliefs that we have in the gospel. I think that is pretty amazing. We believe in a universal resurrection in our church. We believe that every single person who has lived upon the face of the earth, righteous or wicked, will be resurrected and will receive their body again in the proper time. Bruce R. McConkie in Mormon Doctrine taught that there will be four separate resurrections that those who will inherit the celestial kingdom will come forth in the morning of the first resurrection those who will receive the terrestrial kingdom will come forth in the afternoon of the first resurrection those who will receive the celestial kingdom will come forth in the morning of the second resurrection and the sons of perdition will come forth in the afternoon of the second resurrection i remember being a kid and thinking when i resurrect i'm just going to have to like look around and if there are a bunch of empty burial sites i get pretty nervous and realize that I didn't make it. Since then, I've come to a greater testimony and understanding of the redeeming power of Jesus Christ and his ability to forgive me and to save me. But the question is, why do we need to be resurrected? Why do we have to have our perfect bodies? We know that our Father in Heaven has a body of flesh and blood, tangible and perfected. Our Savior does as well. His body is perfected except for the scars that He still bears as a reminder that He is our Savior. But why is it so essential for you and I to have a perfected body? Doctrine and Covenants 93 verse 33 says this, For man is spirit, the elements are eternal, and spirit and element, inseparably connected, receive a fullness of joy. And when separated, man cannot receive a fullness of joy. So our spirit's eternal, but also the physical is meant to be eternal. And unless our spirits and bodies are connected eternally, you and I cannot progress and receive a fullness of joy. A fullness of light and a fullness of glory requires both spirit and body. So even if Jesus Christ redeemed us of our sins, Without that resurrection, we still couldn't obtain a fullness of glory. We have to have body and spirit combined. In a talk called Resurrection given in April of 2000, Elder Oak said this, The lively hope we are given by the resurrection is our conviction that death is not the conclusion of our identity, but merely a necessary step in the destined transition from mortality to immortality this hope changes the whole perspective of mortal life. The assurance of resurrection gives us the strength and perspective to endure the mortal challenges faced by each of us and by those we love, such things as the physical, mental, or emotional deficiencies we bring with us at birth or acquire during mortal life. Because of the resurrection, we know that these mortal deficiencies are only temporary. The assurance of resurrection also gives us a powerful incentive to keep the commandments of God during our mortal lives. My friends, I testify that this life is not the end. That death is universal, but so is resurrection. You and I will live again, and in our bodies we will stand before our Father in Heaven to return and report our mortal life to Him. We will see those that we love again. Those relationships will exist in that next life.